Hello and welcome into a new episode of Scarves Up. I'm your host Nathaniel Amudis and I am so happy to be back as the Sounder season has continued. We've been busy, Sounders have been busy, have made their way all the way to the Western Conference final. It's time to bring in my guest, Dave Mavis. Hello everyone, glad to see the Sounders have made it halfway through the playoffs. Two more games to go. So let's get right into where we left off. Sounders versus Dallas. Sounders getting the job done, but a little more nerve-wracking than we would have liked. Uh, A lot more nerve-wracking than we would like. Easy to look past Dallas towards the uh, more traditional rivals on the table. Seemed like this game was going to be a thwomping at the beginning. Raul Rodriguez scored early, and then a second goal, Jovan Jones... Uh, with the and at that point, the Sounders up two nothing. You're feeling a little bad for Morris, Dallas. Uh, finds Morris uh, with the good support on Jones, puts it puts it uh, past Jesse Gonzalez, um, who looked uh, very very displeased at that point. Uh, had a, a great lot of good sad Jesse Gonzalez shots yes, during that we, game. We we loved to see that. Uh, but Dallas would come back, make it 2-2. They would score once Reggie Cannon would get their first their first one at. And um, if they didn't score a goal, there probably might have been a penalty. They might have gone to VAR because it looked like it hit right, Roman Torres. Like it was off Torres' hand. hand. But uh, Reggie Sounders, Cannon scores yeah. before halftime, so it's 2-1. And then and Matt Hedges, um, really unmarked on a corner kick, heads it in 2-2. And overall, the Sounders not looking pretty vulnerable in that in that game on every set piece, really. Pretty scary there. Yep. And then Jordan Morris would score again, would do a good job to get uh, in front of his defender. And after a flick on, uh, he would make it 3-2. Dallas would get banged to the game with a completely unmarked um player at the back post on another corner kick to make it 3-3 and and the commentators and people said that this was Stephen Fry a little of his fault for being too far off his line but he's unmarked so someone I'm not sure who was supposed to be covering Acosta but um it's it's a bad play and he finished it off um wide wide open but and, uh, then twice also we saw Christian Roldan guarding the post Exact, uh, not exactly. quite tall enough to keep balls. I guess both sh- both times if the shots had been a little less well placed, he might have been able to do something about them. And uh, Jordan Morris would uh, score the the game winner in extra time. Went to extra time. I was so glad this game didn't go to penalties. Dallas did have times though to take the lead at the time. They had a penalty shout, um, which. For a while, they're at VAR, and when we've talked about VAR, is it clear and obvious? I think they really need to set a timer. If it takes longer, this is, this really should be the same for all for for all sports that has video review. They always are saying it has to be obvious. If it's obvious, it should not take longer than 15 seconds at most. If you're looking at it for so long, you can't change it because it's not clear and obvious. Um, and you can't really tell if there's contact. It looks to me like there's no contact. 
Jesse Gonzalez ran all the way to midfield, made the VAR sign very big, and he did got he did get booked for it, um, as he should, of uh, of gone, um, and um, but then later in the game they're still struggling, they're still trying to get level. Um, Jesse Gonzalez. Uh, came out after knew who got called for a foul and put his so he's on a yellow card puts his gloves on knew who's neck easily could have been shown his out of the game which would have been an embarrassing finish, and they were out which of probably subs. why the referee avoided it would have meant a field player don, donning a different jersey I, I'm sorry if this is a regular season game it's a hundred percent a red card. I mean, he he's on a yellow, so it should have it should have been a yellow. It should it it could have been a red card, especially. I mean, if we're going consistency, it had to have been a red card. So he should have been sent off. He should be suspended for his for the first game of next season. I actually haven't heard of this yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if if the disciplinary committee um, were to suspend him um, for this act. Because it's it's so blatant. Um, what else did you think about about that play? Uh, oh, overall, I would say that um, it was a very well ref game um, by um, Nemo Sogafi. Right, given how crazy a game it was, um, he he kept his cool and uh, I I thought he uh, refed a very good game. But yep. Oh, and actually, it it turns out he has been fined for that by the MLS disciplinary committee, but uh, not suspended. Fined. It appears. Okay. Uh, Jordan Morris getting his first ever hat trick uh, for the Sounders. Uh, what What do you think about him? He was subbed off uh, right after this in extra time. Yeah. He, super he looked, super gassed. He looked incredibly tired. Uh, you know, luckily he didn't have to make much of a run to score that final goal. You know, just at the right place at the right time, but still had that energy to get his head on the ball. Um, you know, great to see him score three goals, obviously. Great to see him score three goals in three very different ways. You know, he's amazing. You know, fully deserved the Comeback Player of the Year honors. Um, you know, showing he can use both feet and his head to score. Uh, but and let's not forget about Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry made so many he made five saves right after in, amazingly in going, extra time going all of regular time without a single recorded save it almost it really should have probably went to penalties he made one with his foot right at the end dallas is just dribbling it in should have scored but an amazing save by fry um Yep, so overall a very exciting game, but one where we definitely gave out Dallas too many chances. Very nerve-wracking. Both the three they took and a bunch more that easily could have gone in if the Sounders had been a little less lucky on the day. And then, as we hoped, Portscum lost to RSO. They just looked they looked bad. I mean, they, especially in the first half, RSO just they took it to them. And they ended up moving on, even though Portland did tie it up in a better second half. RSO moved on uh, as a... Setting up a several, less classic mass it, yeah. uh, ma uh, matchup in Seattle. But we were fine with that. So midweek game, Wednesday night. Uh, and this one um, was, a, was a good match. Lot, they 
didn't have really any chances. Fry caught the ball a couple of times, but for... But in general, right, for, RSL with a lot of possession, but not very much dangerous possession. For a year where Seven Fry has done so much for the team, I think he was happy to have a, a slow night. Um, defense did very well. Gustav Svensson scoring another playoff goal, doing what we've seen him score before, getting in near post, beating Ramondo, um, who was playing in his final MOS game ever. Uh, and then Ladero would score. Uh, questions were raised for if the play... Uh, if uh, Raul Radiaz was offsides in the play, um, in the end, uh, in the end he was not. Ladero scores, rips off the shirt. Yeah, I um, wish he would avoid some of those silly yellow cards, but luckily he didn't, didn't end up causing a problem. Though, if he gets a yellow card in this game, he cannot be suspended for MOS Cup. No in, yellow in card accumulation game. in the for the final? Yeah, there are... Uh, I believe there is yellow card accumulation, but I don't believe you can be suspended for the final. Um, what I read about the rules, which is good. Uh, yeah, Definitely something we don't want to lose him um, if we are move forward. Uh, the other things in this game, what did you think about Nick Romando in this game? Had had some saves, but definitely probably the best saves in this game were made by his team. Um, of some right. stuff a lot clear, of, a lot of blocks, off the line. But, you know, Nick Romando still showed uh, why he's been one of the MLS's great keepers. You know, was not looking forward to the idea of a penalty shootout involving him because he's done some amazing things in his career. Um, but... Uh, yeah. In the, the one end, time RSL has won in MLS Cup, they won it in Seattle um, after a penalty shootout. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, some fun facts there. Yep. Uh, the Sounders doing a good job shutting down Kyle Beckerman. Didn't, didn't really do much. Uh, had a lot of fun booing him at the game. Uh, one, the one thing that was a little nerve-wracking is Torres went off. Uh, right after halftime, hamstring, but he he walked off. He's been noted to be day-to-day. Arega came in, looked very good. Um, of course, the last two times he'd played, he, he'd been sent off. Luckily avoided that today. But for both of them, I mean, bo- both of them double yellows, a little harsh. What did you think of the red card that was given in this game to RSL? So this was frustration. The announcer said that... It was just disgusting. It didn't look it as bad and as blatant as some. I mean, I guess it was. You know, the 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 difficult part was that he went through with his studs. um, You know, caught Svensson on the top of the on the top of the foot. Glad Svensson didn't get more injured. Very glad Svensson was not actually hurt. Um, You know, I'll I'll take it from the professionals who seemed you know very appalled by the tackle. to me, it didn't look that different from a lot of plays with people sliding through. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, obviously it didn't change the game all at that point. The Sounders looked like they were firmly in control before that red card, but obviously made it an even bigger hole for RSL to dig their way out of. Uh, 
Uh, so moving forward, the Sounders played the exact same lineup in both playoff games. Do you expect us to play the same game, the same lineup against um, LAFC? Um, do you think of the possibility, since we're on the road, that we move to a five in the back? We play I all three centre backs. I would be very surprised if we came out with a different formation. It would or a different not surprise lineup. me to see Victor Rodriguez come in the game to start. It would also not surprise me too much to see Ariega start in place of Torres, depending on how he's feeling. You know, obviously it's great that we have the luxury to make those substitutions late. Vic Virod's been been good as a late as a late game addition. Um, and Roman Torres in the past, he's been very good as a late um, game uh, forward. Yep. So I'd be happy with you know either of those either of, of those pairs of people as uh, as the starter. And it's you know would be great if everyone's available for Schmetzer to do as he pleases. I do think it is important to acknowledge when Jovan Jones came back, we were a little hesitant about how much he was going to do. He has really uh, really stepped up his game and uh, and um, made me more excited to have him back again. Um, and I've started to and I've been liking having him on the team. Um, as much as when he was on the team before, um, which is good. Um, and I'm guessing he, he should be around on the team for, for uh, some time. And, and just what I'm guessing there. Sounders flew up to L.A. today uh, after Emerald, the Emerald City supporters uh, invaded practice uh, for the final time. Uh, but this morning, uh, but it's good. You, I mean, there's no time change, but get situated, get get ready for the weather. It's gonna be a good game Tuesday at seven p.m. at set Tuesday at seven p.m. ESPN. The other Eastern Conference game: Toronto, Atlanta. We will be rooting for Toronto. Hoping for um, that West Coast. MLS Cup matchup. A reverse of the of uh, an MLS Cup matchup we've seen uh, two times before, but this time it wouldn't be at BMO Field. Uh, Toronto getting past NYCFC. Stupid, stupid tackle, uh, which may which let Toronto get their way into the Eastern Conference Final. We'll be watching that game after we find out the Sounders. Fate against NAFC. El Trafico. Um, so, game finished 5-3. LAFC finally beat the Galaxy. It was annoying me how much the announcers were talking about how this game is going to change the playoffs. Were, did, were you feeling this too? I mean, they're just... I mean, like, it, it's a... It's a good rivalry. I mean, this, El Trafico has had so many weird goals or or um, blunders, um, but it it annoys me how the announcers were like, "This is the best playoff game. This is so much better than Lakers Clippers." I mean, we don't care about basketball, but uh, but. And I am curious, you know, how this game was thought of in London. You know, is the presence of Zlatan and Carlos Vela enough? that, uh, you know, fans of Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal are actually paying attention to this game. 
you know, especially since it was on an odd day of the week, which, you know, wasn't so good for the U.S. audience, but might have been a way of getting it to stand out from people who were looking for Premier League soccer. Yeah, this is this is the other thing. Uh, in in MLS, in other leagues uh, across the world, like when I'm talking about like the Champions League, it's all midweek. Um, so you have these big games happening midweek, except for the final, which is on the weekends. Um, do you, would you? I mean, do you like right now with the playoffs falling on the I mean, midweek I, games? I do like the I do like the the more compressed playoff schedule, but having the games be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday kind of makes them seem like an afterthought in the calendar. Not very friendly to uh, fans who want to see the game. Uh, to have them all on school nights, um, so you know. Or if you want to travel. Or if you want to travel, um, so you know. I think it's not uh, what I would hope to see in future years from the MLS schedule, especially as soccer continues to increase in stature in the United States. Um, but you know, I'm I'm glad they're willing to experiment with the playoff format. Um, you know, I think we'll we'll see how we end up feeling about the single elimination format as opposed to the home and away. Um, uh, so moving moving on, just for some other final thoughts about uh, El Trafico. Uh, we saw, and we won't go into much detail on it, but Bob Bradley, uh, end of the game, uh, tells the reporter to get lost because uh, he wasn't liking how. Um, Carlos Vela the, was being the questioning retreat. of Carlos Vela showing up in big games. I mean, you cannot like the question. There are so many ways he. There are so many better ways he could have taken it. Yeah. It just looks unprofessional. And I mean, I already don't really like the Bradleys because I mean, he's Michael Bradley's dad. But I mean, you're just not. You're not helping me like you anymore, bud. But then. Well, we're, the, ho- the, we're hoping you'll get a chance to take care of two Bradleys in a row. Uh, Michael but, Bradley coming to CenturyLink yeah. Field in a couple of weeks. But but the bigger thought is about what Zlatan said. And if you haven't seen the interview, we're, and we'll put the Bob Bradley thing, yeah, and b- both of these interviews in the description of this podcast. But Zlatan saying, which is not a new thing for Satan saying that no one's going to watch MLS if he leaves. Well, we know, you know, Zlatan, when he goes to watch the MLS highlights, probably only watches the parts with Zlatan in them. And that's just Zlatan, and he's pretty good at being Zlatan, so you can't really criticize him too much for it, but that doesn't make him correct. Would you like him to stay in MLS next year, or do you think he's going to leave? Where do you think he's going to be? Maybe. I mean, mostly he scored all his goals. With the goals that he scored this year, he scored in L.A. So, maybe, do you think L.A. will say, hey, just come play right, home Right, so game. last year, obviously, just come play avoid, in El Trafico. he avoided turf, um, you know. Uh, but, I, you know, one other thing was, Latan obviously, was complaining about the uh, L.A. Galaxy defense. And, you know, one of, the, one of the aspects that made the L.A. Galaxy defense perhaps not as good as it should be is... One of their forwards, an especially tall guy, doesn't really play any defense. And, you know, maybe if all 11 people on their team played defense, they might be a better team overall. Now, Zlatan, especially next year older, probably is not going to start playing defense. So anyway, you know, I think he's a good spectacle. So, you know, to that extent, would I like him to come back? You know, yeah, he's entertaining and he probably, 
I'm not convinced he makes the LA Galaxy better overall, so to the extent I want them to lose, I'm happy for them to have a slightly older and lazier Zlatan back again next year, because he'll probably still have some amazing goals, and it'll be fun to beat him more. And, and I mean, but just the whole comments he's made, just plain disrespectful to how much the league has grown, and if he does leave, there is going to be, there, another star is going to show up in MOS soon. It, we don't know if it's going to be Edison Cavani coming to play for Miami or Anton Griezmann coming to play for LAFC or Cristiano Ronaldo showing up to play for Columbus. I don't know. But we will see. someone new is going to come and that so MOS is always going to be talked about. Um, especially on this podcast. Of course. Uh, final thing that we just want to bring up uh, Joseph Martinez, goal of the year, so much worse than Zatan's goal from El Trafic, from, from the first El Trafic goal. Yep, so clearly Seattle has something to learn from Atlanta. We have to figure out how to fill up our 70,000-feet seat stadium, and we have to figure out how to get those 70,000 people and more voting repeatedly in the polls. You well, know, to fill has... up our 70,000 stadium, we have to build 5,000 more seats first. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so uh, we'll 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 start drawing up some plans for expanding CenturyLink. Sounds good. Or a we, separate soccer-specific stadium with eighty-five or hundred thousand seats. Yes, we'll look at. Uh, this is this is what our plan will be during the off-season this year. Uh, fi- final thoughts. Though it was very annoying to see LAFC win, it means the Sounders have qualified for um, the next. Uh, for the next, uh, the 2020 CONCACAF Champions League. I, am, I don't know what the format of this league is now because it's changed a couple of times. It, it is you know, the, in, it's the same single elimination. In previous seasons, elimination. it seemed like it's been a little bit of a distraction for the Sounders at the beginning of the year. You know, one of the reasons for our strong start this year, it seemed like, was that we didn't have uh, another competition that we were going into. Uh, nevertheless, it seems like the Sounders, you know, have some good depth. Obviously, it would be great to make a CCL run and an Open Cup run and also make another run at the Supporter Shield next year. Okay, well, remember the game against NFC 7 o'clock Tuesday. We will be watching. Make sure that you are keeping your... Scarves up. The train is right.